Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. And you are in luck because for our 30 minutes of actionable items and strategies that we're going to be sharing today, I have none other than the awesome Lisa McDonald as a guest today. And we are going to be talking about learning to live fearlessly. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you, Keisha. What an honor and a privilege to be here. Thank you for the gift of your time and for the gracious invitation. It means a lot to me. I I just wanted to make sure that I had you as a guest on here because um, one of the, the main things that I try to do every week is I try to give our listeners some type of tips or strategies or insights that's going to change their mindset and help them to master their success. And one thing that has, that keeps coming up in the comments that I receive and the people that I talk to is this, this element of fear mm-hmm. and that people are afraid to take that, that leap. They're afraid to take the, the next step. They're afraid to pivot. They're afraid to reinvent themselves. They're afraid of success. Mm-hmm. And you have built this brand on living fearlessly and I thought it would be great like who else should we talk about talk to (laughs) (laughs) about this notion of living fearlessly than the one of you know than none other than Lisa you're lovely And, and I think that people have a huge misconception of what that means absolutely talk about living fearlessly so give us your definition um, well, I appreciate I appreciate you opening it up that way because before we can talk about anything else, people need to understand and appreciate what my perspective is with the whole brand of living fearlessly. And so my purpose, which I've gotten exceptionally clear on, is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Now, does that mean that um, I myself haven't been conflicted internally with fear? Absolutely not. The difference being is I am staunchly as you are Keisha and people who are in our industry with personal growth personal development I don't give myself permission to sit in the abyss I take the lessons from whatever the circumstances whatever the adversity whatever the challenge and I go okay there's a reason for why this happened I just got to go deeper and I got to figure it out and once you establish that hone set of clarity and you really hone that mindset really there's nothing that can stop you other than yourself so if you choose to become immobilized by fear if you choose to subscribe to victimology if you choose to be um planted in the past and you can't get unstuck to the point where you can take those action actionable steps to get you further along on the trajectory of where you say you want to go then it becomes a personal choice um you know, I, I, my whole brand and what I do for a living <clears throat> and my work that I do with clients and what I talk about on radio, etc. you know, I really have come to know through my own personal experience that I truly believe that fear is at the crux of everything for everyone in terms of do I go left, do I go right, do I say yes, do I say no, do I step into my greatness or do I hide behind the shadows of somebody else? Do I speak up and use my voice and and live my life knowing it's a miracle to be here for the benefit of not only uh, being proud of myself, but taking other people along for the ride as well? 
Um, so I've always been staunchly immersed in the world of advocacy. It goes back to what I used to do once upon a time in my 25 years of senior management uh, in social services crisis management specifically. So as you can appreciate, Keisha, I was initially interfacing with people who were at their worst, who were at their most vulnerable, uh, who, you know, didn't know what they didn't know. And so we've all found ourselves there at different junctures within our own journey for whatever the reason or the circumstance. And so if you are receptive to, you know, if you're, if you're receptive to undertaking, because it is work, Mm -hmm. it is work, you know, growth is work. And it's, it's not my quote, but no mud, no Lotus. Right. (laughs) And, and, and truthfully, you know, if everything is easy, if everything is a bullseye, if everything is a resounding yes, if everything is so-called or seemingly effortless, how can you measure your own growth? How can you, how can you know to what degree you can play a bigger game or level up or scale or uh, you know, interface with other people who are going to present a whole additional plethora of opportunities that you otherwise not might not have been exposed to had you not stepped into it. So to step into anything, to embrace something means you have to relinquish something. Mm -hmm. You have to create the space in which to welcome the yumminess into your life. And so it's very hard to feel any sense of equilibrium or to feel any sense of direction or to feel any sense of purpose if what you're holding on to is in contradiction to what it is you say you want. So if you want to be receptive to welcoming in the good, you've got to relinquish the things that are no longer serving you, that are no longer intuitive. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the way you say that it's a choice. And, and you have to make a decision. Like I always say, you have to make a decision and then honor that decision with action. And yes. if you are saying, I want to have a, a, a bigger business, I want to have a more successful professional career, I mm-hmm. want to be in leadership, I want to have a raise, I want to get a promotion, I want to start a business, I mm-hmm. want to start a nonprofit, I want to become a speaker, whatever it is that you want you have to make room for that. Yes, bingo. And, and I find that so often what people don't realize, the thing that's holding them back is not a lack of skill. It's not a lack of knowledge. It's not a lack of understanding of what it takes because all of that are things that you can get by you know, working with people like you and I to help mm-hmm. you gain those, that skill set and that knowledge. What they miss is that it's just like my closet. If I want new clothes and new shoes, I have to get rid of the old stuff in order to make room for the new. Mm -hmm. And so often fear is that thing that we cannot purge Mm -hmm. for some Mm -hmm. reason. It's always there. And I've talked a little bit about this before. When you talk about working with people that are at their lowest Mm -hmm. and they have reached a critical point where they have to make a decision, they have to make a a change of some sort. Even though they know that fear is something that's not going to serve them, (laughs) how difficult is it to get them to actually relinquish that? Like, what is the process that you have to go through with them to help them to finally make that decision and say, you know what, I really need to get over this? 
Well, I'm actually more inclined to ask more probing questions than I am to offer anything because the receptive mode needs to be open. Mm -hmm. um, so what I would be inclined to do, say, if it was an initial consult, and I do have a roster of uh, mentoring clients who are trying to overcome and eradicate fear from their lives so that they can take the next leap of faith and uh, aspire to accomplish whatever it is that they endeavor to do that, you know, they believe is wholeheartedly important to them. And so... I will just simply say, okay, so, you know, obviously what you're doing is not working for you. And we've all been there. We've not been there. So knowing that to be true, knowing that because that is your current state of reality uh, or your own internal dialogue that's going on, for you to have crossed paths with me or to have personally sought me out, that's indicative to me that you're done with all these things that are no longer serving you. And what you're really looking for is somebody to just help navigate the path for you. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's already been there because this is what mentors and leaders do. It's servant leadership. It's about sharing the wealth. If I know something has worked for me and I know that by sharing that, that's going to save headache for people. It's going to save financial loss. Perhaps it's going to save um, all kinds of crazy making minutia type stuff where it absorbs an, uh, you know, time that could otherwise be put uh, to the fruits of their labor uh, and be productive. Um, so I just basically throw it back and I just say, okay, do you want another year of the same? Do you want another day of the same? Do you want to go to bed feeling the same? Do you want to wake up feeling the same? Do you want everything in your life that is making you currently feel unfulfilled, unsatisfied, undriven? Um, do you want more of that? Because I'm sense, I'm sensing the answer to that is no, or we wouldn't be having this conversation. So let's figure it out and let's yeah. figure it out together. And it, it's kind of that whole, yeah, how's that working out for you? Exactly. <laughs> you know, that kind of question. Exactly. And it's not about cockiness mm -hmm. and it's not about hierarchy. There's no hierarchy between me and anybody. I don't profess to be a guru. I don't profess to be the end all be all. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. I accept that. I'm good with me. I only need to be good with me. Um, but I know that there is good intention behind everything I do. I know that I'm here to serve. I know I'm here to pay it forward. And I know I'm here uh, to do so for the collective. And for those who see the value and the impact within that, those are my tribe, mm -hmm. right? It's not people who want to emulate me, me. It's not people who put me up on a pedestal. There is no pedestal. I'm just here to share what I know has worked for me, which do fall under the umbrella of being my gifts, my talents, my strengths, my purpose, my whatever. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I'm very tapped into that and knowing that I'm very tuned into that, then, then yeah, let's go to work. Let's get busy. And, you know, something that you said just now really really resonated with me because I think that just from the conversations I've had with people and, you know, the people I've met, met through speaking engagements and, and, and so on, one thing I believe that would help them to do, as you say, to fear less and live more mm -hmm. is understanding and tapping into who they really are. Bingo. And there are so many people that when I ask them, you know, what do you want? Most of the time they can't tell me what they want because they don't really know where they, who they are. They don't have that sweet spot that mm -hmm. they can say, this is who I am. And like you said, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. 
There are some mm-hmm. people that are that are drawn to me, and other mm-hmm. people that they can't stand to listen to my voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and for that, I say that is why we have different people who have different experiences, but they're saying essentially the same things, mm-hmm. but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So. When you talk about understanding who you are, and I hear the passion and the conviction in your voice, and mm-hmm. you know, because we're speaking on video, I can see that, that passion and, and that certainty within you. How did you get to this point of knowing who Lisa is? Very good question. And I think that's a question everybody should be asking themselves because when I have sat in the abyss many times in my life and I've been my only resource, you know, before I could get to a point where I could, you know, exercise my independence based on chronological age or based on circumstances, um, <clears throat> I had to navigate a lot of things in my own head. Uh, I'm an open book. Everybody knows I'm an incest survivor, very taboo subject, even today in 2020. And so when you're mulling through things and questioning your reality and questioning your grip on reality and questioning why is this happening to me, when you're trying to, you know, be the solution to your own problem, because you can't feel like you can openly turn to anybody at that particular point in time in which to help deconstruct this and figure this out. Um, So I've always naturally, innately, as a result of my unfortunate circumstances, uh, when I say be your own hero, be your own shero, be your own leader, be your own best friend, you need to tap into that because it doesn't matter what your your infrastructure of support may be, and it's going to vary for everybody. Right? Some people have nobody. I know what it like, it's like to feel like you've got nobody. I know what it feels like to be on the outside. I know what it feels to be voiceless, to be invisible, to be glossed over, to be dismissed. But did I get stuck in that? Did I stay in the trenches and go down the rabbit hole with that? No. I knew intuitively that there was something going on here. And as I got older and got more wise and tapped into mentors and and different things that spoke to me and resonated with me, call it content, call it other people who have been in this business for 40 decades, uh, whatever the case may be, it all started to resonate with me. And so even if they weren't tangibly in my life for the ways in which they imparted their own vulnerability, say Oprah Winfrey, she's talked openly and candidly uh, and gave everyone the platform to feel comfortable to come forward and to do so. Look at the whole Me Too movement. Everything. Uh, So these things do catch up and they do catch up in time. So even if you feel like you don't have anyone in your immediate circle, there are so many people who are so authentically in tune and are so clear on who they are. That even when you're fumbling your way through trying to figure that out on your own for who you are, you can go, okay, I can identify with that person. I can relate to that set of circumstances. I can relate to that story. And I may not be in a position where I can just call them up because, you know, they're way out there in the the either compared to where I am. Um, But I can read their books. I can watch their TV shows. I can, you know, I can like, you know, so what we choose to focus on grows stronger. So we can place our attention on the things that are counterintuitive that are going to reinforce victimology or alternatively and conversely, what we can do is we can go, well, I know I can't be alone and I don't necessarily have anyone in my immediate circle in which to turn to, but knowing this is like what, 7 billion people on the planet. And there's many people who are public figures who are putting their content out there. I'm sure there's someone out there I can tap into do a Google search, you know, 
whatever. I mean, there's just so many different resources that are available to us, particularly in this day and age of technology. Uh, and everybody is talking about transparency. Everybody's talking about servant leadership. That's the new elk of people that you want to belong to and you want to align yourself with. Um, and so going back as well to what you were asking me, which was such a key question. And I, I really hope the viewers and your listeners and your followers and supporters are tapping into this specifically um, because I could have just seen myself as a victim and I could have remained silent my whole life. I could have remained silent and I could have like thought there was something wrong with me. Uh, you know, I could have, I could have convinced myself of that because self-talk is so crucial to how we see ourselves in this world and therefore how we choose to show up or not show up in this world. And so rather than focusing on the atrocities of different things that had unfortunately happened to me, I instead knew, okay, well, knowing I'm not the only one there's, and there's always going to be someone potentially who has it worse than me, which no coincidence, I gravitated to social services mm -hmm. in crisis management to be of service to other people. At the same time, I was working on my own healing journey. Um, so there's a number of ways. I mean, look at all these people, these inspirational people. I mean, I don't know all of them by name, but you know, the, the, the gentleman, um, I think his name is Nick, you know, no arms, yes. no legs. Yep. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and he, he's in, he's in a goal net and people are taking shots on him. Like he doesn't see his disability. He doesn't see the deficit. He doesn't see the, the inequality or the, you know, he, he's not looking for people to feel sorry for him. He's looking to empower other people because if he can do it, if he can be the walking, talking, breathing example and be the face to it and whatever people's individual plights are, their missions are, whatever it is, whatever it is that speaks to you, Whatever has cathartically changed your life, make it work for you. Mm -hmm. Make it work for you. I talk about purpose doesn't come from passion. Purpose comes from desperation. And out of that, when you become aligned congruently with the desperation that puts you on the path of purpose, therefore putting you in a position to give back to other people and help them to empower themselves, wow, then does the passion not ooze out of you. And and I think that the the there's so much to unpack just in that last thing that you said. But when you talk about passion, purpose comes from desperation. And I have found in talking to people, and some people may think of that and say, Well, you know, I'm not desperate. You know, I know what I want to do. I, I you know, I feel passionate about this because, you know, I feel like I'm supposed to be serving others or helping others. But I think if if they take it that way, they're missing the point of what you're saying. Yes. Because you come and, and there was a quote that I heard, it said, Most men, women, live lives of quiet desperation. Mm -hmm. And at some point, when you are when you are driven to act, when you are driven mm -hmm. to to do something different, mm -hmm. to come outside of your shell, to to speak about it, to be transparent, to take some type of action that's going to to mm -hmm. channel all of that, that's when you can the desperation can't be quiet anymore. That's right. And you said something very key. So let's break down def uh, desperation and the definition. I always tend to go to the abstract. I don't look at things necessarily from a black and white, right or wrong, us and them perspective. I just don't. So desperation could be mediocrity. 
Desperation could be complacency. Desperation could be unfulfillment. Desperation could be that little pang that is growing louder and louder because you continuously choose to squash it and not give it the attention it deserves for it to come to life, whatever that is that needs to come to life. Uh, So desperation doesn't have to be a crisis per se in terms of uh, abuse right? But I think it's still a crisis. I still think it's an internal crisis when you are living an unfulfilled life. I think it's still a crisis when you are waking up and going to bed and living 24-7 in an unsatisfied existence, uh, when you're not reaching your potential, when you're not even tapped into what your potential could, could be, uh, therefore, you're not harnessing it. You're not, you're not channeling it properly. It goes to bed with you, it wakes up with you, and you do the mediocrity, do the load of laundry, do the whatever, as if that's what we're here to do, and that's it. It's not. Um, so, you know, and I'm very impassioned by that, and I don't know if part of that comes from also having had a near-death experience, but, you know, I think I'd like to think, looking back on the timeline of when I almost had a near-death experience, to when I embarked upon social services, knowing that I couldn't have been the only one, and therefore I can use what happened to me for good. That was the lightness, and that was the brightness that came out of darkness. So for whatever darkness that people are currently sitting in who are t- tuned into Keisha's show here, again, it could be something on this, the one end of the spectrum where it's like, I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired of being unmotivated. I'm tired of not feeling inspired by anything. What's wrong with me? that I don't feel inspired because there's so much out there to be inspired by but why is that not penetrating with me why is that not resonating with me what am I not doing that I should be doing to get myself energetically in that sphere where what you put out there what you emit you attract back Mm -hmm. and that works that works with the negative So if you're always complaining, if you're always a Debbie Downer, if you're always seeing the world is on the verge of anarchy, you know, if if you're tuned into CNN 24-7 and all you can glean in this beautiful universe is all the things that are perceivably going wrong, then what's going to continuously show up? The same stuff over and over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm. That's causing you depression, that's causing you anxiety, that's causing you all these things that you no longer want to feel that brings you to a Keisha for a mentoring session or a consult that brings you to a Lisa, you know, you can change, we, you know, we're always changing, we're always evolving, um, or so we should be, again, choice, evolution is a choice. Yeah. And I, it, it's a key point that I tell people all the time, change is the only constant, That's the only thing that you know is always going to happen. Things are always going to change. And until you have an opportunity to really take a deep dive Mm -hmm. into who you are, Mm -hmm. into what you believe, into what you want, Mm -hmm. and, and, and you have to own the things that have happened, not to put it on you as a label and say, well, these are the reasons why I won't be successful. I can never be in a great relationship. I can never get the job I want, blah, 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 blah. But instead looking at it and owning the gifts that you have been given because of what you've overcome. I tell people all the time, it wasn't until I, I recognized that one, 
everything that's happened to me in my life, and I've, I've started becoming a little bit more transparent about my journey with, you know, surviving Katrina and going through, you know, my own health scare and, and near-death experience, you know, twice and <laughs> all of the other things, the homelessness and everything else. And it wasn't until I, I was looking back and um, I was speaking at, a, at an event and someone looked at me and I had been sharing, you know, just rattling off a few things that had happened. And they said, why aren't you on Prozac? Hmm. Why aren't you in a padded room, mm-hmm. you know, with a nice little, you know, with a nice little jacket on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the, at, at, the, at the pictures on the wall and going, why aren't those nice? And I, and I looked at her and I said, I didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like giving up was not a choice for me. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. saw that as an option, but I also Beautiful. never defined myself by the things that happened to me. I never said, you know, okay, because I lost everything in Katrina, therefore, you know, I'm worthless because Mm -hmm. I was homeless. Therefore I'm a failure because Mm -hmm. I had to rebuild my business a couple of times. Therefore I'm not successful. Like I didn't look at the circumstances and the events and make that become a part of and a definition of Mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. And I think when, when you, when people listen to you, and I mean, by the way, your, your podcast and your, and your, your radio shows are awesome um, in terms of the, the, the insights that you bring out and the guests that you have on. When, you, when they listen to what you're talking about and they listen to this and they listen to the passion that you have, it's because you believe in them sometimes even more than they believe in themselves because you believe in their potential. True. Very True. Thank you for saying that and for acknowledging that and for seeing that in me, because that is absolutely true. And I think that for a lot of people, they're, they're listening to this and they're saying, okay, I'm, you know, I'm amped up now. And I realize that, you know, yeah, I can do this. And, and I always tell people, you know, motivation is great. You can ride that wave <laughs> for so long, but at some point you have to move beyond just motivation and inspiration into action. And yes. getting guidance and getting support and getting the help that you need mm-hmm. and tapping into those mental mentors and, and books and, and mm-hmm. connecting with people. So I want you to, to tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can work with you, um, ways that they can listen to your show. I'm going to have information about it on my website where they'll be able to see this, but just give them a little bit of information from from the people listening right now about how they can tap into you um, to be able to go beyond just the motivation and the inspiration of, yes, I can do this to now being able to do the work. I appreciate that. So before I I get to the, how are you for time? Um, We've got about three and a half minutes. Okay. So before I provide my contact information, I do want to impress upon people, your viewers, your listeners, your subscribers here, you know, yes, we've all gone to a good portion of us. We've gone to masterminds. We read the books and things like that. And then people oftentimes walk away from that vibing high frequency energy. They come back to the reality of where they are. They're no longer with the 12 people in the mastermind. They're no longer with the facilitator. And then they crash and they think, okay, how did I go from feeling up here and I could conquer the world to now I'm down here. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you've got to you've got to harness that. It's called mindset. It's called believing in yourself so much. Again, be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, be your own best friend. So if you know you can't physically 24/7 be in the same room with the people that you're going to get jazzed up with all the time, your support system, um, then find things that are at your disposal that you can do from the comfort of your own home that are going to recalibrate your mindset. Read the right stuff. Mm-hmm. Tune out the wrong stuff. Get a mentor. Get you know, be coachable. Uh, you know, everybody who I talk to who is so called uh, successful and is successful, it's because they've gotten really clear on what keeps them on the straight and narrow. Call it man- mantras. Call it proclamations. Call it declarations. Call it I am statements. Call it visionary boards. Call it doing inventory on your infrastructure of people. If you're hanging out with people who are always depressed and are always looking at what the problem is as opposed to being committed to finding collectively or even individually the solution, what do you think that's going to do for your energy? What is that going to do for your mindset? You're going to tank. You're going to tank. But if you choose to keep yourself immersed in that environment, I call that toxicity, um, then that is your choice. So to what degree can you take a look at everything that is your choice? What can you control? What can you change? Uh, What can you toss and turf? What can you embrace and welcome? And just do more of the good stuff that's intuitively going to set you on the trajectory for where it is you say you want to go. That's being in alignment with yourself. That's being a true internal leader before you can profess to be capable of doing that with anyone else or for anyone else. Um, Be careful, people, how you're talking to yourself. Be careful. That's my biggest one. I will always say that. Anybody asks me for a tip, really challenge and look at the ways in which you're communicating with yourself. If you know that you're talking to yourself in a way that you would never, ever do to another fellow human being who's going through a difficult time or is in perceivable crisis, then why are you treating yourself like a second-class citizen? It starts with self. This is where everything, it comes before um, everything that's worthwhile self-worth self-confidence self-esteem mm-hmm. all of it right self precedes everything that is fundamentally dire and essential for your own growth for your own development and for your own happiness in life so that's that uh contact information i am all over social media my website is living fearlessly with lisa.com email address is lisa at living fearlessly with lisa.com um, I go live every Friday with guests internationally. We're heard in 145 countries. I'm on the Contact Talk Radio Network as well as C-Suite Radio Network. Uh, I'm a VIP contributor to Thrive Global, Ariana Huffington site. You can find me on Medium. You can find me on Forbes Coaches Council, uh, all over the place. So I just want to say, Keisha, you're rocking it. And uh, I think the world of you and I think what you're doing to be of service to your sector of people is absolutely dynamite. And yes, we're human and we all trip ourselves up. But on the days where you, Keisha, and on the days where even myself, because we're all human, where we think, what am I doing? And we're pulling our <laughs> hair out and nothing's going according to plan. Well, I'm here to tell you, you have no idea the impact you have with people, Keisha. You have no idea, even if it doesn't come forward in the way of a instantaneous testimonial or somebody's reaffirming it for you. I mean, you're kick-ass. You're doing great stuff. Keep doing it. You make a difference in my world. You're making a difference in so many countless, innumerable amounts of people's lives. Keep doing it. Well, thank you so much for that. Um, I truly appreciate it. And 
Thank you guys for listening, for joining us on another episode of Mindset to Mastery. I hope that you were taking notes. And if you weren't, you can go to my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. Click on the link that says podcast, and you'll be able to find information about Lisa, um, as well as the epi- this episode. Um, be sure to tune in to us every week, where we will bring you more great guests, strategies, tips, and actionable items that will help you to change your mindset and master your success. Until next time, make it a great one.